0: Welcome, impactful parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, impactful parents. Today, we're going to talk about how you can strengthen your relationship with your partner with three easy, implementable tips. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent and I help parents of school-age children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I offer parent education videos every week, online courses, and coaching. And if that wasn't enough, I bring experts in other fields onto The Impactful Parent stage to teach you even more. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Sherry Timco. Sherry is a relationship coach who helps women deepen their connection with their current partner so that they can have a relationship that they longed for. She has been happily married herself for 20 years. She is a veteran psychotherapist and a homeschool mom of three teenage daughters. Welcome to the stage, Sherry. Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Well, I'd like to start off with what does it take to have a truly really good relationship with your partner.
1: All right, so when we first get together, the love and the generosity and the affection, they just flow really naturally and easily. And then as we get to know each other and that relationship progresses, we've run into these like tough spots in the relationship. So I have found that there are three systems that if you make sure that those systems work well, your relationship is going to to really blossom, it's going to let that um, that love and affection flow. So the first is having good relationship habits. Those are the little things that you do every day that keep you connected. The second is being able to work through problems. So being able to bring something up, work it through until you get a solution you're both you both feel good about. And then the third is that every couple is going to miss opportunities or be harsh with one another or ignore one another or say something that isn't nice. So they need ways to clean up messes. And if you have those three systems work well, then the relationship really can can flourish. Well, let's go back to your number one. Reiterate, what is that one again? So those are relationship habits. Um, I love to talk about these because they're so easy to understand and they're something that you can do today to start changing and shifting the way your relationship is going. So these are the tiny little things that you do during the course of the day where you interact with your partner. These are opportunities for connection. So they're little things like saying good morning or taking coffee to your partner or having a few minutes at the end of the day when you catch up, or a way to say good night. But there are places where you show up, and you have that opportunity to connect with the other person.
0: I love that the bottom line is connection. It's small acts of kindness, or acts of service, or maybe small even words of affirmation that you can do just to keep that connection. And just like so many people know it's little things that matter. So I love that this is this is a great start to how we're going to connect with our partner. And what's number two again?
1: Number two is a way to work through problems. So when that system works well, either one of you can bring up a problem and you talk it through and you look at the different solutions until you find one that you can both get behind. Now, often we come to these discussions and I have my solution and you have your solution and we just fight back and forth about which one's gonna win. And so if you find yourself really committed to your own solution, probably means that you need to put down both of those solutions and look at other ways of solving that problem. If you're looking for a solution, that's a win-win for both partners.
0: Do you have any strategies for how you do compromise like that? How do you come to that win-win conclusion?
1: One of the things that I challenge couples to do is to come up with 10 ways of solving the problem that they're trying to solve. And when you have to come up with 10, sometimes you'll come up with ridiculous solutions or solutions you would never choose. But often you'll come up with some things that you you weren't really thinking about because you were really committed to the one thing that you thought was gonna solve that problem.
0: And so our first one was these small acts, little tiny things. And the second one is we're going to problem solve and come up to a similar or a, a middle ground whenever we have some kind of disagreement or things just aren't on the same page so we can get on the same page. What's number three?
1: The third one are ways to make repairs. Now, the most straightforward repair that everyone knows is an apology. Um, and an apology usually is a very good repair as long as it is a good apology. Making a bad apology has is sometimes just as bad as the thing that you did to begin with. So making sure that you're um, taking responsibility for your part in it and talking about how you hurt the other person and how you plan on avoiding that same problem in the future.
0: So can you give me an example of how you took those components of a good apology and make it real for the audience?
1: Okay, so I'll use my kids because it is, it's probably an easier apology for me to kind of put, through, put into words, but it's also relevant to your audience. So if I yelled at my kids, I might say to them, I'm sorry for yelling at you. This is wrong because when I yell at you, you shut down and you can't hear me. In the future, I will take a time out, step away, and then we'll talk about it. Or I'll count to 10, or I'll take some deep breaths. And then will you forgive me?
0: And so those are the three components and you put those together and now you have an appropriate apology.
1: Yeah. So often people will just say, I'm sorry, and you won't know exactly what it is that they're sorry for, or they'll say, I'm sorry, but, and then they'll give you all the reasons why they were right in what they did, even though it hurt you. So there's a lot of ways that an apology can go wrong. Uh, so making sure that you're calm enough and centered enough to have that apology, to give that apology, um, that's always important.
0: Yes, because there's going to be times when we don't want to apologize. <laughs> so what suggestion or what piece of advice would you give to somebody who just doesn't think that they owe somebody
1: else an apology? I find it easier to answer the question, what What did you contribute that you that went wrong? Or what do you wish that you had done differently? Because usually even if you are, are committed that you did not do, this is not your fault, you can find one thing that you wish that you had done differently. Um, I think it's so much more helpful to talk about what you contributed to making it go wrong rather than take responsibility for the whole thing. because. All of these situations involve two people and both people contribute something, not necessarily make the whole thing go poorly. So focusing in just on that part that you feel like you contributed. And how do we make relationship habits
0: a part of the daily routine?
1: All right. So these relationship habits, one of the reasons that they're my favorite is because they are so powerful. So when you make one of these relationship, uh, these touch points, a habit. It's already on your schedule. You already have that space cleared. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to plan for it. You just show up at the right time. So when you're looking for how to set these up, most people already have one or two, sometimes a handful. And starting and seeing what you're already doing is really helpful. These also really apply with our kids, having that perspective of we have these moments when we naturally connect and then making sure that they happen. So look at what you've already done and then look at where there's places where you feel like you're really missing your partner and see if there is a habit that you can put in there. Now, my favorite habits are the ones that couples do that they come up with on their own. Those are the ones that make it feel like this is our special thing. So I can give lots of examples, but it's really the ones that are, are that place where your two personalities intersect. For instance, if you connect over humor, I've talked with couples and they send memes back and forth to each other, or they share funny stories with one another. So it's just intentionally making sure that you do that thing that keeps you connected. And what about if your partner is just not into it? Could you do this by yourself? Yes, most of them. Now, there are some things that you do need your partner's permission for, but let's just say you want to start with something very small, that is going to matter to you. And you say, you know what? When I wake up in the morning, I really want to have that moment of connection with my partner. So I am going to initiate saying good morning, maybe a question or two. How'd you sleep? How are you doing? Now, for most people, their partner is just going to reciprocate that. You don't have to get their permission to ask how they slept. You just start doing that. So you can think of the things that matter the most to you and then. Initiate those, and do it open heartedly. Don't do it like you're you're trying to catch them not doing it so that you can be mad at them. No, like just do it because that's something that's important to you.
0: What are the benefits of having
1: a close and connected relationship with your partner? Yeah, having the ripple effects to this are amazing. Having a close and connected relationship is like a foundation. That you can use as a springboard for every other part of your life. So when you have a good relationship with your partner, it's a great example for your kids. It means that you're not using a lot of energy towards that relationship. You can use that energy towards your work or your parenting or hobbies. Um, There's also the good example that you put out to the community where your relationship is more than just surface nice, it's actually deeply nice. So uh, there's, there's ripple effects really go pretty far out. I don't know who said it,
0: but somebody out there who's very wise, in my opinion, said uh, that the best thing that a father could do for his children is love uh, love their mother. And I've always loved that quote, uh, just the sentiment behind it, that um, that the best thing that a parent could do is is love the other parent, just to, to role model it, to show them how to love. And it's absolutely true. Even if you um, are in a divorce, I feel like it's so important to have respect for the other parent. It just, it's, It helps the kids so much on so many different levels on on how to deal with their own uh, feelings, how to deal with their relationships, how to deal with people that you may not get along with very well. Uh, Your kids are watching and they're role modeling. And if you can get that good relationship with your partner um, and use these three techniques that you're talking about. It's really going to speak leaps and bounds even down into your children. So it's, it's exciting for me to have you on today. If people are listening to this and they're resonating, how do they get a hold of you?
1: The best place to find me is to go to my website at sherrytimco.com. On it, I have some free guides to improve your relationship. I also have links to my community where people can come, up, come and hang out with me.
0: And that's not all audience. Sherry's also giving us the audience a couple of freebies. I'm so excited about this. Let's go to freebie number one. What is it?
1: Well, the first one is a walkthrough on how to start using these relationship habits. It's got some suggestions about which ones you might want to use and then some suggestions about how to start using them.
0: That's perfect. So we got to learn about them and now the freebie will help us actually put those into
1: practice.
0: So audience, go get that freebie by downloading the Impactful Parent app. It'll be right next to this video. And what about freebie number two?
1: So the other one is 101 ways to add joy to your life. So this one was a lot of fun for me to create. I wanted to come up with ways that you can sprinkle joyful activities in your busy schedule. Now a lot of us don't have time to carve out that 10 or 30 minutes so that we can do something for ourselves, and I think there's a lot of fun things that you can do, even as you're busy with other things.
0: That's perfect. Thank you so much for that. So audience, if you'd like to get the walkthrough freebie, you'll have that inside of the Impactful Parent app. It'll be right next to this video. And if you would like to get the the other freebie, say that which one it is again? 101 Ways to Add Joy to Your Life. If you would like to get that freebie, where would we go?
1: That's at my website. That's sherrytimcare.com.
0: Well, thank you for being on today, Sherry. I really appreciate it. Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: And parents, if you would like to become a more impactful parent, check out all that my website has to offer. I have parenting courses, family coaching, a free downloadable app, and lots of resources. But until next time, you got this, parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today, so go to theimpactfulparent.com. And see you next episode.